Welcome to the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA Connection Podcast and to provide schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketing for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible and simple at your school. Thank you to Hometown Ticketing for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the UIAAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. Today we have as our special guest, Amy Robinson, Director of Athletics at South Severe High School in Monroe, Utah. Welcome to the podcast, Amy. Hey, thank you. Let's have you begin by sharing with our audience here in Utah and across the nation where you grew up, where you went to college, those types of things, your first job. Yeah, you bet. So I grew up in Mount Pleasant, Utah, a tiny little town. Um, the high school there is North Sampete High School. Mm -hmm. And after I grew up and was a gym rat, grew up in the gym, and I'll talk about that a little bit later on, and went to college at Snow College, which was just right down the road from me. Um, when I was at Snow College, I worked as a student athletic trainer for the two years that I was at Snow College. And then- What years were you there? So I was there 98 through 2000. 98 through 2000. So I'm the only reason I'm wondering is my daughter, I'm trying to think when she graduated. Let's see. She graduated in, I think she graduated in 98. Okay. So I think she was a cheerleader at Snow nice. during the same time. Cool. Would have been Andrea Hunter, but then, well, it would have been Andrea Hunter then. Now she's married to her husband, Eric Kerr. So now it's Andrea Care, but obviously you didn't cross paths because the name's not ringing a bell. Right, right. Well, I, and I wasn't there until fall of 1998. So she probably, if she graduated in spring of 1998, we probably just missed each other. No, no. I think she graduated high school. I'm, I'm sure it was 98. Oh, then I'm and sure I, that we. And I think that, uh, I think she was down there for that, for the, obviously the two years. Yeah. And then. She ended up getting married, and then her husband hauled her off to Nebraska while he played football. So, okay, wait. So you, she married a care. She married well. K J A R. Yeah, but it's not one of the cares from that area, but it's one of the uh, cares relatives. Okay, because my so, okay, so because that's my mom's name is Care, and so all the cares in that area, I'm actually related to. <laughs> well, then that means you're obviously related to my my daughter because oh, i know they have cool. have a bunch of uh care relatives down in that area so anyway yeah, i didn't want i didn't want to uh, interrupt so continue so you're at no, snow for two years good. and then yep graduated there and then went down to suu where i was an athletic student athletic trainer at suu and for the next two years um was a great great time down there worked with lots of different teams and programs um my assigned position where i was actually paid as a student athletic trainer was track and field so i got to travel with them indoor season outdoor season so that was kind of fun and then graduated with in physical education emphasis athletic training and you know then i just became a mom at home and i was a mom at home for a really long time <laughs> So okay. didn't, didn't come back into the education system until I think this is my sixth year teaching. 
So I've started coaching okay. before that, but yeah. All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about your youth sports opportunities in Mount Pleasant. Maybe not as many, but I'm sure there was programs there for girls to participate when you grew up. There. Oh yeah. There, there was plenty to keep me busy. In fact, it was sometimes I think now, you know, it's such a great thing back then because I always played a sport, but none of them overlapped. So as soon as one got over, we started the next one and then we mm -hmm. started the next one. And I didn't have to feel like I was trying to do three different things at once. So, um, I come from a long line of tennis players. So my dad actually ran a summer program. And so I did summer tennis all growing up. And then, um, I also played volleyball all growing up. In fact, it was neck and neck when I got to high school, what I was going to do, if I was going to do volleyball or tennis. And I ended up just, just hanging in there with my dad. So, which was a good thing. It was such a, such a great sport. So I did tennis and then I played basketball. Um, that was actually probably my passion out of all three sports that I focused on in high school was basketball. Mm -hmm. And then I played softball and, um, softball was a, a great thing to do. And, and I had a, a blast doing that. I played a, it used to be called dynamites that was like our summer travel team, kind of like mm -hmm. the club softball that they have now. So I, I played on that for a couple of years and anyway, just as long as I had some sort of a ball in my hand, I was happy. Very good. So this would be a good time to ask you about your famous father. At least yeah. your father's famous in UI AAA uh, <laughs> circle. So maybe you can make that connection because I was not aware of this up until about six months ago. Yeah. And I should have been aware, but Big Rich told me. I said, oh, I had no idea. So I'm going to turn it over to you. No, that's okay. You know what? I love, love my dad. Um, my dad is John Erickson. So longtime member of UI AAA Hall of Famer. Um, he was longtime coach, athlete, athletic director, principal. And, you know, when I left high school, I just, I, a lot of people haven't made any, haven't made that connection since I've started up in this athletic world again. And, and I'm okay with that. I, I do love him, but I want to, I want people to know me for me and kind of learn to respect me for, you know what I mean? What I'm doing, maybe not necessarily the name that I come from. So, mm -hmm. but he is phenomenal. And I will talk about him a little bit later because, because of him, I feel like I am who I am. And because of how he taught and the example that he was and the, the attitudes that he um, just enforced in the classroom, at our home. I mean, attitude was everything. He had a quote on his board the whole time he taught at the high school and, you know, life is 1% what happens to you or whatever the percentages are and 99% and what you do with that. And just kind of teaching you that, you know, you can always look at things and learn and grow and, and you don't have to be a victim of circumstance. So. Very good. And while we're on the topic, then let's slides into our next question. So talk about some of the mentors in your life. I'm sure you'll mention your father, but talk about him some more and then some other mentors that had an effect on you. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure, first and foremost, my parents, my dad and my mom, um, seeing my mom, I think she gets kind of 
you know, she was always in the background. My dad was super busy, super active. Um, even when he was in high school and in college and playing college basketball and things, she was just the quiet supporter. So watching her play that role really taught me a lot about, um, how to support and how to, how to play a role. And then my dad really just his example, I still will call him up and bounce ideas off of him. He has way more experience than I have. And I need his wisdom a lot of times. And I'll say, Hey, I had this situation. What do you think about this? And just to get that, that perspective is super invaluable to me. Um, also Cheryl Hadley, she is an athletic director at North Sound Pete and she was my teacher and coach. And, um, you know, I think the world of Cheryl Hadley and I think I look up to her and, I just, I I actually called her when I joined this world also and said, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. Do you think I'm crazy? (laughs) What do you, what do you think? You know, and, and just her encouragement and her friendship and her mentorship means, means the world. And then also a couple other, um, Rich Barton was really instrumental in, in me just feeling comfortable stepping into this position and really encouraging he is on speed dial on my phone because he's usually one of the first, Hey, I have a question. And even with his new position, he immediately gets back to me, whether it's through email or text. And so I'm just so, so grateful for him. And, you know, our history goes back a little bit farther. When I lived in Cedar city, going to SUU, I was next door neighbors with his mom. Really? Yeah. Yep. Mary wow. Jo Bates. And I love that lady. <laughs> that that is a small world that's incredible so that goes back and then you know I can't without I got to mention one more mentor because I don't think I would have even stepped into this world if it hadn't been for Brett Beakley so he's our principal here at South Severe High School and um, he contacted me when I moved down to the Richfield area, which was about eight years ago. And I had been a volleyball official for about 12 years. So I'd been in the volleyball world for a long time in the officiating world. And he called me and said, Hey, and I, and I, I mean, I remembered him as a coach, but I didn't really know him beyond that coach official relationship. And he said, Hey, I'm taking over the volleyball program at South Severe high school. And do you want to coach with me? And I said, Um, I play tennis in high school. I play volleyball and I go and travel and play tournaments with all my lady friends and I play in leagues, but, and I know the rules, but are you sure you want me? Cause I grew up playing tennis and he's like, yep, I want you. And so because of him within a couple of years through his encouragement, heavy, heavy encouragement, he said, Amy, you need to get in the classroom. And then after the classroom and I was still coaching, you know, um, just with his, his encouragement, I kind of took this step as the athletic director at the high school, and he's still just a really great supporter to me. How long have you been the AD then at South Severe? Yeah, so this is my actually my first year as a head athletic director. I've been Boyd Price's assistant athletic director for three years. So okay. something Perfect. kind of something about me is when I jump into something, I I want to do it. So when I said, okay, uh, I'll do the athletic director route. I feel like I could, I feel like I could make a difference there. Um, I decided, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to get certified and I'm going to, you know, go through all the right channels. So I jumped right into taking classes and all that. Perfect. Let me ask you a personal question before we continue. What's your biggest failure or disappointment and what have you learned from it? 
Oh, you know, I thought and thought about this. Um, and I came up with a couple of different ones and one professionally. Um, but I'm not sure that that's really what you're talking about, but I think one of my failures, I have five children and, um, something happened when I was pregnant with my oldest that was beyond my control. It was, I was in a bad car accident and it caused, um, a lot of health issues with me. I ended up being life flighted and, and consequently the, my baby, my oldest is okay. She's, she was born healthy, perfect, beautiful, but she's had some health um, conditions because of the car accident that I was in when she was born. Cause of, I um, lost a lot of blood. So she didn't have the blood supply that she needed and things like that. Right. And so I feel like one of the biggest things that I've had to, to realize was, you know what, if something is out of your control, um, you can't blame yourself for it. You have to, you have to let go. You have to be okay that you're not okay sometimes. And also Mm. I think that that experience, even though it was one of, um, you know, I felt, I felt like a failure kind of over and over again, as she deals with health, health concerns, but I've learned grace. I've learned patience. And I think we are who we are today because of those things that we've gone through. And so I don't think I would change it. I mean, I don't love going through it, but I don't think I would change it. So understandable. And I will, I will throw this extra part in. I can, when I say I know what you're going through, I certainly wasn't in an accident as bad as yours, but as you may or may not be aware, the weekend of the quarterfinals in football, that Friday morning, I was on my way to lift and then go to see my grandson play and was in a car wreck, totaled my car. Some girl was going to Alta High. And of course, I don't think I was hurt nearly as bad as you, but I still feel the effects. Of course, I'm a little bit older, mm-hmm. you know, months later, but I, that's it. Being in a car wreck, never having been in one until just recently is very, very traumatic. So I, oh. my heart goes out to you. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a crazy thing. And, you know, on a little bit lighter of a note, kind of in athletics, one of my fells, I was at a basketball camp my sophomore year and playing point guard and getting hammered at, you know, at summer camp, they just, you just get Mm -hmm. hammered and bringing the ball down the court. And I was so frustrated. I totally lost my cool. The girl was, um, she, she had stole the ball from me multiple times after she was kind of, you know, all over me, but then, so she's bringing the ball down and I thought, you know what? And I just, I just lost my cool. I thought I'm going to go for the ball, but I'm just going to take her out and go for the ball at the same time. (laughs) And I did. And I got a technical foul and I hated that feeling. I was so glad they called a technical on me because I hated that feeling of being out of control. And I vowed right then I will never play out of control again. I will never let my emotions get to me. And you know, I'm, I, on the court, I never have let him get to me again because I never wanted that out of control feeling. That's good. That's a, that's a great story. Thanks for sharing that. Let's, yeah, let's talk about, so you've been in AD basically for four years. Yep. And I want to know from your perspective as an assistant, now the head AD, just in the four years now, I, I realize the obvious answer is going to be COVID, but let's throw COVID out. Even in the four years that you've done it, what what have what have you seen as some of the biggest changes from when you first started to now? 
Yeah. You know, I think one of the biggest changes has been a couple implementing a couple new sports, um, girls wrestling this year, implementing Mm -hmm. girls wrestling has been awesome. It has been such a fun thing to bring to our school. We only have five athletes, but for those five athletes, they are passionate about it and their parents and their families are passionate. And so being able to bring that in and trying to get, trying to balance, okay, equal time on mats and equal practice places and equal mats, even, you know, like our boys have a really nice mat and we just ordered, we have to pick up our girls mat actually tonight (laughs) from the state tournament. And so um, just, just trying to get all of those things in place has been really fun. And then implementing competitive cheer has been a really fun thing. Um, so I just think it's always changing and growing and new coaches kind of coming in and out and doing trainings and things like that. So it's, it's awesome. Let me ask you this. Do you think because you went to high school and I'm guessing a similar sized high school, it's been easier for you to teach and be an AD at the same size high school? Or do you think because it's a different high school, it's been a hindrance to you. I'm interested in your outlook on that. You know what? I actually think it's been a really good thing. Um, I Because I grew up as a tri-sport athlete and I know the benefits of being involved in extracurricular and not only academically, um, but mentally, emotionally, and physically graduating in athletic training, I know all the physical benefits of a multi-sport athlete. And so having come from a like a school that's similar in size has been awesome because I can talk to the kids about you guys need to play two or three sports. You need to be involved and it's, it's a good thing and it's healthy for you. And if you want to go on to play, the college coaches are going to wonder what other sports you play. It means you're coachable and teachable and you've had more than one person coaching you. And anyway, so I think it's been a really good thing. That's excellent because that's Uh, The thought just came to me, so I thought I would just ask you. Let's talk for a moment now about your journey with the UIAAA, the Utah Association. So four years ago, you didn't know anything. Well, you knew about being an AD because of your father, but you decided to take take that step. So how did you become involved in the UIAAA? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, my first thing is when they came to me and asked if I, you know, if I'd be interested in doing this, they knew Mr. Price was going to be retiring and they wanted to get some years under him before he retired for the the assistant that would take over. And so my very first exposure is I went to the conference, one of the conferences in St. George, and that was really great. And I was able to take some of the law classes and some of the other things that actually really quite scared me, but I don't think they scared me as bad as when I went to the national conference this year, because I know more now and I've been working it for longer. Now talking about the legal aspects really scared me because I think everything just overwhelmed me at that point. And so I didn't really know any better. I just thought, okay, I guess I better make sure I have my T's crossed and my I's dotted. But now that I understand a little bit more, I'm thinking, wow, (laughs) I really better cover things. What year was your first conference? So I went down, I want to say I had signed up for the 2020. I think I went down right before the COVID year. And I only did a couple of classes and I wasn't able to stay. And then 2020 hit 
And then, um, and then I've, I've been since then. So. Perfect. That's. But you know, what's interesting is, as the UIAAA has been such a great thing, but so have, I ended up taking a couple of those um, core classes because it was right during COVID um, online through the NIAAA's, you know, online classes. So that was kind of cool too, to, to be able to meet with um, athletic administrators from all over the nation in those classes. So let me ask you, how close are you to getting that certification? So I, I am a certified athletic administrator. And so my next step is working on, on the is certified. What is it? The mass, the CMAA. Yes. CMA. Okay. Yep. See, I'm learning. So, and I actually have, I went to one of the classes at the national conference that talked about earning your CMAA and um, what I can do about that. And I've, I've been toying with some project ideas. So I'm almost to the point where I can say, Hey, I think I've narrowed it down and contact somebody to say, Hey, how does this sound? Is this, am I on the right track? I thought I would maybe visit with a couple of you guys at the UI AAA in a, in a month or two. Let me ask you this, Amy, because I'm interested. And part of the reason I asked this is my very first conference. This is back in 97, but it was also in Nashville at the very same facility yours was. And that, I joke about this, and I've said this before on some other podcasts. I was lost the whole time I was there. As a matter of fact, when we went back to Nashville in 2007, it was till the end of that conference till I could find my way around. But I'm interested in your take. It's your first national conference. It's in Nashville. It's the most attended national conference ever. So I want you to share your thoughts with our ADs here in Utah and across the, the nation about the benefit of that. And then maybe talk a little bit about the UI AAA grant, because I think that's been a, a huge thing for us here in Utah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, it was one of the most phenomenal conferences that I've been to education, non-education, athletics, whatever. It was really great. And a couple of really good things. Yes, I was lost in that hotel. I think I discovered a new area of the hotel the last day we were there. I thought, how did I not even know this whole atrium existed? Like I had no idea they even existed. But um, the classes that I were able to attend with all of the people from around the whole nation, that's just really, you get so much knowledge and so much diversity and variety. And the lessons that you can learn there, you there, you can't match that in any other conference. And, um, and then the speakers and the special uh, events that they brought in and things like that, really, they were quite incredible. In fact, I came away with, um, I drafted a huge letter and sent it to our school board, just thanking them and allowing uh, for allowing me to go to that conference because it's out of state. So I had to get special approval and I'm missing more than three days of school. So I had to get, you know, all of the things. And, and I just kind of outlined all of the classes I went to and what I learned in each one of those classes and what my focus is going to be on moving forward and the connections that I was able to make with people that are not, not only athletic administrators, but some at the district level, some at high school level, some at middle school levels. So it was just one of the great things. And I couldn't have done it without the UI AAA. Um, our district is awesome. They are phenomenal. I love them. And, but it was because I had that little bit extra grant money that they thought, yeah, we'll, we'll send her. And they were super supportive. My school was supportive 
and my district was supportive. And so I'm just really grateful for the UIAAA for allowing that first step to happen. Because now I know, you know what, I want this on my radar and I'm going to have to figure out a way to, to plan and try to make it happen again. Very good. So what uh, I know you went to a, a bunch of workshops and I know at least one classroom. So share with our audience because you have the opportunity to take four classes there. Which classes were you able to take at the conference? Yeah, I think I, I think I took, oh, I'm going to have to look back at my notes because I don't even have those in front of me. So right. the one that um, I actually wouldn't have even signed up for, but Richard Barton reached out to me and said, hey, you should take this was the teaching class so that that way I can. I'm familiar know, with that. Yes, yes. Because I had the best teachers in that class, right? <laughs> So, so that was a really great one. Um, I was able to take a helmet class, like a helmet reconditioning and equipment class. Um, I didn't know a lot of things. And I came back with a lot of information that I went straight to my football coach and said, Hey, what about this, 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 and this? And he's like, yep, I do all of those. And I thought, Oh, that is so great. I didn't know that. I didn't know if we have a way of tracking it. I didn't know any of that information. So that one was a really valuable one. And just a couple of the breakout sessions that I was able to go to, um, I went to two different ones that were the women athletic administrators breakout sessions. And those were really valuable. Um, just learning from some women, sometimes it's a world and I've even seen it um, just even in these rural communities that they're just not used to having a woman in that kind of a leadership position. And so if you go and, and you talk to a, a fan and, and you have to, you know, kind of manage that situation or things, it, it's been a little bit of a transition, but everybody's been really great here. They've just have never had a female working this before. So we're getting there. So let me ask a follow-up because I know Obviously, we've been trying as the UIAAA to get more females involved as athletic directors. And I think at least over the past couple of years, we've made some strides that way. But I'm interested <clears throat> because, well, obviously, I know for the people that are not inside yet that Monroe is a very rural community, very smaller Utah town. And so I, I'm interested to know, have you had the any issues or maybe you haven't had issues, but I realized that in a more conservative, smaller town in Utah, they may not look uh, kindly on having a female AD. So speak to that. You know, I have had a couple incidences. Um, it's just been a process, um, especially this year, kind of taking over as a head athletic director, just laying things out. Hey, this is this is how I want to be organized. This is how I want to do. These are the requirements that you need to have. And I've had a couple of coaches that have been around for a while that are great, but some of them are um, started to maybe bypass me and either go directly to Mr. Price because he'd been the athletic director for so long, or even to Mr. Beagley, the principal. And, you know, kudos to them because they just turned them right back around and said, well, have you visited with Amy about this? And, you know, she's the one that's in charge of this and this and this. And, and so it's been really good. I've had to deal with some fans um, and it's all members of our community and they're all passionate about what they do. And we love that they're passionate because they're creating passionate kids that want to be involved. Um, but just kind of getting it out there that, you know what, this is our standard. And we are part of this community and we stand for something bigger and we're not going to put up with poor sportsmanship and we're not going to put up with, um, 
yelling at the refs. And in fact, one here's a little funny side note. One of the first games that I went to when we moved down here as a family, I wasn't teaching or I wasn't coaching yet or anything. We came to a game and I, it, it was a rivalry game and our fans were nuts. They were just crazy. And they were yelling at the refs and standing up. And I turned to my husband and I said, this is not me. I am not sure that I can send my kids here because this is so far from who I am. <laughs> and, you know, lo and behold, now I'm the athletic director at that school. So it's good. That's some great in insight. Uh, thanks so much for sharing that. Let me ask you this in your four years, what is one common myth about being an athletic director that you'd like to debunk? You know what? That a woman can't handle that situation or any situation. So, I mean, I've gone up to the really mad fans. I've stood in between a 300 pound man that wanted to charge the field, you know, and, and just, just being calm and, you know, I understand where you're coming from. You're super passionate. I really want you to watch your daughter or your son play and participate. But in order to do that, I need you to stay sitting down and I need you, you know, so I think that's just a common myth that a woman can't handle that. Cause I think she definitely can. And in fact, in some ways it's good. It's a good balance to have both, you know, females working with males, I think. Very well said. Very well said. Let's uh, finish up with a couple. Well, no, let's, let's go to another question before we finish up. What's the favorite part of your job? You know what? The kids, they will always be the favorite part of my job. Sometimes I walk down the hall at school and I think I get paid to do this. I get paid to be here with these kids. Like I love it so much. I love the kids. I love being their cheerleader. I love when they look at me on the sideline because I'm there to everything and they just get excited that I'm there. Um, so that is definitely my favorite part that. And when I took this position, um, my husband talked to me and he, I had started and taken over the tennis program and had taken the tennis program from about seven or eight athletes to 25 athletes and just created this, this, this organization that people wanted to be a part of. Right. And my husband said, you, it's now your job to coach the coaches and it's your job to help them create those exact programs that are building that athletes want to be a part of that their families want them to be a part of. And so I think it's kind of a cool thing. Excellent. Now let's finish up with a couple of questions. The first one being, you have two suggestions for a new athletic director, and I don't consider you new anymore because you've been to a national conference. <laughs> but from your perspective, if you could tell a new AD to follow these two suggestions in order to be successful, what would your two suggestions be? I think stay balanced. I think that would be the number one suggestion. Just stay balanced. Um, it's a really easy life to have it all encompass your whole world, right? And it can swallow your kids and it can swallow your family. And I think that there's something to be said about staying balanced a little bit in, in the athletic director world and with a home balance. And then the second thing I think is, kindness matters. I think if you can go into situations and whether it's dealing with coaches or angry parents or athletes or any situation that you're going to deal with, 
I think kindness matters. And if they know you care about them, um, they're going to be more prone to listen to you and respect you for what, what you need to do. Very well said. We'll finish with this, Amy. What question should I have asked you that I failed to ask you? <laughs> you know, I thought about that one also, and I don't think you failed to ask me really anything. I mean, it was great. Maybe, maybe one of the most challenging things, you know, that we're dealing with right now in the school, that might be a, a fun thing just to hear from other people in future podcasts so that we know, oh, hey, they're dealing with the same thing we are. Maybe I could reach out to them. I don't know. Well, let me ask you then, what's the most challenging thing happening at South Severe High School as we speak? I think it is just trying to change. We have a really great culture in our school, um, but we have a lot of where we come from a small area. People are very loyal. They're very um, rivalries run deep and sometimes not so much with athletes anymore, but with their parents. And so I think one of the biggest challenges that we're dealing is how to create this, this positive athletic culture that officials want to come and be a part of our, in our gym, in our area, because people are respectful and kind. And that's, that's kind of one of the things that we're working on right now. That's very good. On that note, that wraps it up for this edition of the UI AAA Connection. Again, our guest today has been Amy Robinson, Certified Athletic Administrator, the Director of Athletics at South Severe High School. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. For our listeners, we hope you tune in again next week for another edition of the UI AAA Connection. Mm -hmm.